We're taking a peek into geek culture and sharing our top 10 fandom favorites. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Geek Culture Countdown. Hey guys, welcome back to the Geek Culture Countdown. I'm Kitty. I'm Susan. And this week we're counting down our top 10 alien homeworlds. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So these are worlds from just beyond our own solar system to galaxies far, far away. And we've picked our top 10 based on the aliens that call these places home. Also, the significance that these planets hold in pop culture. So we might have some of your favorites. We might be totally lost in space. (laughs) (laughs) I don't put these ones in the script, so you don't know know, I'm going to say the stupid puns. I know, yeah. I'm just waiting for her. (laughs) So we're going to count down our top 10 alien homeworlds. Let's launch. All right. I feel like you should have done three, two, one, blast off. Missed opportunity, Kitty. uh, Next time, next time. (laughs) All right. So number 10 on our list is Arrakis. That is the main planet of Frank Herbert's 1965 novel, Dune. So the planet is also called Dune. <laughs> yeah, Dune. <laughs> yeah, why did you say it like I that? I don't know. It, it needed some grandiose <laughs> yeah, effect. It's just, otherwise, it's just Dune. <laughs> so Arrakis, also known as Dune, uh, is the kind of hub world for Frank Herbert's novels and all of its sequels. Um, and it's the home planet of the spice called Melange. So if you ever hear people say, like, the spice must flow, that's the spice of of Arrakis. I do hear a lot of people say that, so thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it's a popular meme, especially around autumn when no, the I pumpkin know, spice. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've just, seen it. Just making sure. But in terms of aliens, uh, this planet is home to sandworms, giant sandworms that are known as Shai Hulud to the natives of Arrakis. Um, and it has no natural precipitation. It's a complete desert. But uh, the coolest thing that I learned while looking up Arrakis is that the real world moon of Saturn called Titan has a desert plain on it that that they call, and and Titan is the homeworld of Thanos, so we're already going pop culture crazy here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a plain on Saturn's moon called Arrakis Planitia, and that's based on the fact that it's a dune-like dune. Oh. (laughs) So which came first? I think the well, I think the novel came before. Oh, I think the novel came awesome. before, and they discovered so they it. Did, then so they named it after the novel. Yes, that's cool. And they discovered it and said, "Hey, this is a, a desert area of Titan." So Arrakis is our number ten choice on the list. Number nine, we go to Draculon. Draculon is a Earth-like planet. However, all of the precipitation there is blood. So beings evolved to drink blood instead of what we would drink water here. There's like rivers of blood flowing through the planet. And it is the first of two planets, hint, hint, on this list that has twin suns. So this planet was going through a whole lot of drought and it meant major doom for the vampiri, who are the home aliens. Makes sense, obviously. They are (laughs) vampire-like creatures and the most famous of them is the one known as Vampirella. Now, when they were going through the whole drought, that's hilariously and miraculously when... Uh, and a ship from Earth crashed on to Draculon, and Vampirella was sent to kind of like scope out what this alien space, because we were the aliens, the <laughs> Earthlings, what this spaceship was, and discovered that humans had blood in oh, their veins. We're so full of blood. <laughs> I know. So the whole thing happened, and Vampirella and the remaining Vampiri wound up on Earth, and that's where we get vampires from in this particular version of the origin story. There are 
like every good comic, there are multiple. So do you think that Earth is the favorite alien homeworld of the Vampiri? I would say so. I would say we'd probably rank pretty high on their alien homeworld So list. there's probably like a podcast going on with some vampires mm-hmm. discussing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, though they did, you know, discover that we're full of blood. They drink blood. Vampirella always opted to help out the humans and not to drink people to death. Oh, that's nice. So that's really nice of her. (laughs) So number nine on our list is Draculon. All right. And going to number eight, we're going to a very peaceful homeworld that unfortunately got destroyed. This is Thundera. Number eight on our list is Thundera. Not the only planet on here that's been destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) So Thundera is the homeworld of the Thundarians, including the noble Thundercats. Uh, And as I said, it was a very peaceful world, but there were still giant, like, monster spiders on this planet of course (laughs) why wouldn't there be (laughs) oh alien spiders that's just the worst um and thundera was destroyed by the sword of plundar when it was cast into molten depths and mumra tried to retrieve it and it blew the planet apart um thundera has 12 great seas and the valley of the snarfs (laughs) That's one of the notable uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the notable alien species on the planet. Um, and that's why we're putting Thundera on this list because technically the ancient Thundarians were not native to Thundera, but the Snarfs are a native alien species, and they're like reptile cats. I, it, Snarfs are great. Yeah. They're, Don't they're, diss they're, the Snarfs. I'm not dissing them. Okay. I'm just making You're sure just that I'm sure. <laughs> they're like alien lizard cat. Guys with no, with really cute noses. Yeah, I like they're their adorable. Noses. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks to the Valley of the Snarfs, uh, Thundera takes the number eight spot on our list. Number seven, uh, number seven on our list is Cobol, which is actually very close to Earth. And depending on the version of Battlestar Galactica, that's where Cobol's from. Uh, depending on the version you watched, um, Cobol was either a desert planet uh, with the remains of what looked like an Egyptian-type culture, or in the reimagined series, which for our purposes and my experience with Cobol was was in that. Cobol was a lush planet with mountains and forests and valleys. Um, Cobol is where the 12 tribes departed from, the 13th tribe of Cobol being made entirely of Cylons, and it's one of two planets where humans evolved naturally. So the aliens are the Cylons because those are the creatures that would have been kind of native to COBOL. Humans also, depending on how you look at it, but um, they were all evacuated. Some some notable landmarks of COBOL was the Tune of Athena, the Gates of Hera, the Opera House, and the Forum. So COBOL also had, as you know, abundant resources, and a lot of battles took place on it. So that's why when the colony um, of, like, the colony of colonists, (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious nice <laughs> nice right they that's landed on cobalt <laughs> yep um in order to find what we now know is earth they had to go to the tomb of athena open the gate of hera well they found tomb of athena find the arrow of apollo open the gates of hera and find earth so they have a mythology there they do a very very rich mythology very nice have you watched Battlestar Galactica I have not oh my gosh you're in for a treat whenever you dive into that I will put that on my list you should (laughs) all right so number six on our list is uh actually goes to two different planets because they're kind of brother sister planets Uh, that is Eternia and Etheria from Masters of the Universe so Eternia um according 
to the internet is the center of the universe in Masters of the Universe, but also possibly this universe, like our own. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like all these planets could possibly exist in our universe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because our universe I is so vast. The vampires don't exist, though. Well, That's kind of scary. I mean, they still could, <laughs> as long as they listen to Vampirella and don't, you know, kill us all. <laughs> anyway. So Eternia is the home planet of He-Man, um, and notable landmarks include Snake Mountain, Castle Grayskull, and the land of Avion. Avion? Avion? Um, and of course, I don't... All of these it's have fine. such crazy I'm about, I'm about to have to pronounce a whole lot of stuff that I can't pronounce, so <laughs> I'll forgive you. But uh, apart from the humans, there are other notable species, including the Fishmen, Caligars, and the Andreanids, which were like insect people. And then Etheria is the sister planet of Eternia, which is home to She-Ra, the sister mm-hmm. of Prince, uh, well, He-Man, Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Yeah. Uh, and it looks lush and beautiful, but it's the home world of the evil horde. Yes. They're not so lush They're and beautiful. They're not so great. <laughs> Etheria was fa- uh, founded by the First Ones, which are a group of mysterious beings who probably got there first. <laughs> I would imagine, or else they're really arrogant. <laughs> You never know. Um, one one of the other planets on the list was founded by the Supreme Intelligence. So if you call dibs on a planet, you can probably name yourself whatever yeah, you, you want. Can, you can call your, like, found a planet and then just call it Kitty is the best. You know what? I think I'm going to have to go on yep. some space travel yep. and do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> and a uh, notable landmark in Etheria is the Crystal Castle. Um, and some of the species... Well, one of these is a species and two of these are characters, but I don't know what their species are. Um, the Twiggets are natural uh, creatures on Etheria, but then it's also home to creatures like Luki and Cowl, like don't, the koala owl. Don't don't look at me. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, these are they're, they're all fun characters. I know from that the there Masters is a uh, koala owl in my house. Oh, yeah, that's I Cowl. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So Eternia and Etheria share spot number six on our list. Um, Now we're about halfway through our countdown. So we're going to do our honorable mention. And our honorable mention goes to not one or two, but a whole spectrum of planets. (laughs) Uh, We decided to give honorable mention to all of the planets that have homes in the Green Lantern universe. And so I'm just going to read them off really quickly here. Again, apologies for the pronunciation. We have Oa, where the Green Lanterns come from. We have Quard, which is where the Yellow Lanterns have their battery. We have Nock, where the Indigo Lanterns are. Yeesmalt, where the Red Lanterns are. Odom, where the Blue Lanterns are. Okara, where um, the Orange Lanterns are. And Zamoran, where the Star Sapphires discovered the Violet Light. So... That's a whole lot of planets. Um, just so you know, they all contain power batteries and they all have um, an alien that exists in the Green Lantern universe. Look it all up if you would like <laughs> to learn more because we are in a time frame. <laughs> we basically don't have time to go into all of them. This is a whole other top list on its own. So we'll just say honorable mention is the power bla- power battery planets. <laughs> power battery planets. Yep, that's a thing. Anyway. Uh, getting back to our list, number five is Kronos. That's how it's pronounced in English. It's actually unpronounceable in its native language, which, well, I mean, unpronounceable to us uh, <laughs> in its native language of Klingon. Uh, Kronos is a class M planet and the capital of the Klingon Empire. Obviously, the native 
species there would be the Klingons. As a planet, it's comprised of a lot of caves and an active volcano. Um, it also houses the Klingon High Council and other important Klingon institutions. Since achieving warp in around 1947, which, P.S., that's before Earth did, um, the Klingons remained their kind of their own thing with their mind, their own business. They were even kind of an enemy of the Federation for a really long time until they signed the Treaty of Alliance sometime between 2327 and 2365. We're not entirely sure um, about the documentation on that. But, you know, we're going to get there eventually since this is our future because <laughs> Star Trek does actually take place in our universe. Like, Kirk was born in Iowa, so <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, number five goes to Kronos. All right, and number four on our list, we're taking a trip to the Marvel Universe uh, for uh, Hala, which is the it's not a delicious bread. It is the main planet of the Kree Empire. Speaking of empires, um, and the Kree Empire extends over a lot of planets, but Hala is the main homeworld for several notable Marvel characters. Uh, it is located in the Pama star system, and it has been the battleground of several large-scale uh, conflicts in the Marvel Universe, including the Kree Scroll War and the invasion uh, by the bird-like Shi'ar people. Uh, Hala is the homeworld of Marvel who is Captain Marvel, as well as the villainous Ronan the Accuser and Korath the Pursuer, um, who both showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Um, slightly different from their comic book origins, but they are of the Kree Empire. And uh, most citizens of the Kree Empire are blue-skinned, but uh, Marvel was a pink Kree, so he looked a little more humanoid. Um, and unfortunately, it, it had a good run, but it was recently destroyed. Hala was recently destroyed by the Black Vortex, which is a type of obelisk um, in the 2015 Marvel mini event. I remember that. Yeah. I was pretty upset about it, to be totally honest. <laughs> this is another planet, by the way, that exists in our world. Like if a lot of these are there's questions like, oh, does this exist in like reality or not? Both Kronos and Hala exist here. Just just in case we're clear. They're just the, in case you guys are planning any vacations. Yeah, they're real, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So Hala is number four on our list. Speaking of planets that are also real, number three is another one that exists in our universe. Uh, number three goes to Gallifrey. It is located in the constellation of Castorboros. Castorboros. Um, Gallifrey was once thought to have been destroyed by the last great time war. Um, but it was actually frozen in a pocket universe by the first 13 incarnations of the Doctor. So since we're on Incarnation 13 right now, I feel like Incarnation 14, there's going to be a lot moving forward with Doctor Who. Um, obviously, the alien creatures from Gallifrey are the Time Lords, including the Doctor, the Master, and other Time Lords that we have met throughout Doctor Who. Um, so that is number three, Gallifrey. All right. And speaking of planets that also technically exist in our universe, this one's that. Okay, this one's a bit of a stretch. I'm I was going to say, this is a little bit of a stretch. One, it's filming locations exist in our universe. That's true. But uh, number two on our list is Tatooine. This is the second planet on our list that also has twin suns, as we mentioned earlier. And Tatooine has three moons. It is an outer rim territory in the Star Wars galaxy, and it is the homeworld to Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, even though they're not necessarily aliens. Um, but there's a lot of, actually a lot of na native alien species on this planet that 
put it at number two on our list, including the Jawas and the Tusken Raiders, as well as native fauna like crate dragons, banthas, eopies, and womp rats. Are dewbacks from there? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I could have I could have listed. I was a like, lot. aren't there just like a ton? Oh, there are like, really a ton. no dewbacks? No, there Come on, we fought to get dewbacks in the movies. <laughs> And uh, it's also home to notable locations like Mos Eisley. And if if you are so inclined, you can technically go to Tatooine on your own. Uh, some of the filming locations include Yuma, Death Valley, Matmata, and a lot of, like a lot of other locations because it was featured in both the prequels and the original trilogy. You can so. also there's a book that's called like vacation to the star wars universe that you can actually like find those tattooing real life places like on earth and oh nice it's a whole list of them and nice. like the vacations you can take just saying no, <laughs> i haven't done any i don't think there's any uh Maybe. moisture farms out there right now though so no no <laughs> you're right i don't know i haven't been to yeah. tattooing but you haven't been to the tashi station to pick up some power converters <laughs> it's no gotta but be now said. i want to go <laughs> so that's why tattooing is number two on our list and now we are down to the number one spot. The number one spot, sadly, does not exist anymore, but it is Planet Krypton. Planet Krypton is um, a planet that is orbiting a red sun, and it was the home world to Superman, who is technically an alien. <laughs> um, it was once a great civilization of its day, but and it had advances in science and technology and just in a whole lot of ways was more advanced. It utilized crystal um the crystals that were native to its planet that were both like part of the topography and also part of um, how they advanced their technology. But due to core instabilities and internal pressure of the planet, Krypton was destroyed, but not before several of our favorite superheroes and villains escaped. <laughs> so that's that's our top 10. Uh, I think we're going to do a quick recap. Sure. Um, let's see if I can get all these. I'm not going to name all the power battery planets, but... <laughs> Uh, that's really difficult to say, power battery planets. It is difficult to say. It's why I messed it up earlier. <laughs> so power battery planets are our honorable mentions. And then number 10 was Arrakis. Nine was Draculon. Eight was Thundera. Seven, Cobol. Cobol? Cobol. Cobol. Uh, six is Eternia and Etheria. Five is Kronos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That's how uh, it's pronounced in English. Just uh, saying for these <laughs> Trekkies out there. <laughs> it's pronounced differently in Klingon. Four is Hala, three is Gallifrey, two is Tatooine, and number one is Krypton. And that is the Geek Culture Countdown for our top 10 alien homeworlds. Did any of your picks, or did our picks orbit any of your own choices? Oh my gosh. Or did we fail to make first contact? <laughs> no, like I'm really curious also, what other people uh, would like. <laughs> you just said first contact, and I was like, well, we forgot Vulcan. <laughs> but well, we didn't we, forget. We, we didn't forget. We opted for Kronos over Vulcan because of the variation of aliens. Like Klingons have a different culture and Vulcan's culture more closely mirrors humans. So that's yeah. why Vulcan's not on this list. So, I mean, obviously just by that, there's, there's dozens upon dozens of options we could have picked, uh, but we're curious to know what you guys think. Be sure to tell us at our blog and let your geek side show about what, alien homeworlds you think are the coolest. So thank you for listening and don't forget to check out geeksideshow.com. This has been your Geek Culture Countdown. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your geek side show. Geek Side Show.